This is the sound of the staff here at Focus on the Family Canada every weekday morning at 9 a.m. Petitioning God for those with crisis in their marriage, for those who want to become better parents, and those who are lifting up loved ones to the hope that one day they will know the salvation that Christ has to offer. We'd love to hear from you too. Call us today with your prayer requests at 1-800-A-FAMILY or email us at prayer at FOTF.ca. All right, I need you to think about your relationship with social media. Uh, How would you describe that? It's the first thing I look at in the morning and the last thing I look at before I go to bed. The images, the jokes, it gets me thinking about things that um, I would rather not think about. When I get my screen time report on my iPhone every Sunday, I cannot believe how much time I've spent on Facebook and Instagram. Sometimes when I get stressed, I just start scrolling and scrolling so I don't have to think anymore, but it never makes me feel better. (laughs) I'll usually check social media when I go to bed at night, and every time I'm like, why did I go down that rabbit hole? Why did I do that? Well, today on Focus on the Family, we'll explore how you can put down your phone and enjoy each day with God and your family. And your host is Focus President Jim Daly. I'm John Fuller. John, I don't even know how this is possible, but they say the average adult spends about 11 hours a day on some form of media. I mean, that seems crazy, but if you add up working on your computer, looking at your phone, watching TV, maybe it makes sense. But that just seems like a lot of time, it's 11 a lot hours. Of time. And while uh, screen time in and of itself isn't bad, like anything, when you overindulge in it, it it can become a problem. And every hour we're doing something on the screens. That means we're not spending time with the Lord. We're not reading his word. We're not spending time with our spouse. We're not spending time with our kids. And that's probably where that guilt pain hits me the most is missing time with my Mm -hmm. boys because I was too busy, you know, doing the emails and doing other things. But we have uh, certainly done a lot of parenting broadcasts about helping your kids manage time on their phones. But today, what we want to do is talk to mom and dad about them managing time well and setting a good example Mm -hmm. for their kids. And uh, this might have a little bit of pain. Well, it'll be uh, good pain as we talk to (laughs) Wendy Speak. Uh, She's a return guest. She was here just last month talking about her book, 40 Day Sugar Fast. And today, we've invited her back to talk about a similar related topic. It's the 40 Day Social Media Fast. And we've got that book here at the ministry. It's focusonthefamily.ca, or just give us a call. Wendy, welcome back to Focus. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. It's good to have you here. Uh, the topic's going to be a little tender, but... I know. I know. And it's not lost on me, the irony that some, you know, most people are watching this on their phones or listening to it and downloading it on Hopefully, their phones. smartphones, et cetera. Right. But I, I think we're all aware of the fact that we probably spend too much time, but then we rationalize it. Well, I got to get work done. I got to see, I got to stay in touch with what the culture's doing. I mean, that's part of my job. I got to know what's going on in government, with faith, et cetera. I mean, you can already hear it, right? Oh, I hear it. it every day. So why do you think so many people do spend so much time on screens and don't recognize perhaps when it's starting to get unhealthy? Right. Well, I think that just in our culture at large, and maybe now more than ever since there's been so much distance learning and working from home, the way to be connected is online. That's true. However, we are so connected that I think we're disconnected. We're so connected 
online that we're disconnected in our homes. We're so connected with everybody, following everybody, that we're not following the one who said, follow me. Wow. I know, it. ouch, right? I keep wanting to say hashtag ouch. Yeah, I mean, that's so good. And, you know, you describe uh, social media as a spiritual battleground. Mm. And, I, you know, obviously with sexual exploitation, those kinds of things, that's kind of obvious. But in those non-obvious ways, how is it a battleground? Well, I think that everything is neutral ground. And God wants it. He wants to claim that part of our lives for himself, right? Mm -hmm. He wants us. And the devil's like, yeah, that that's my ground. I want I want to own that. Mm-hmm. That's mine. And so if we come to whether it's um, you know, how we eat or or what we look at online and we see it as a battlefield and we say, okay, does that belong to the Lord? How how am I doing time on my phone, time on my laptop? How am I doing this part of my life? Does the Lord own it or does the devil? Is it his playground? <laughs> well, and that's a, you know, that's a good place to start. It's always assuming that any time on a smartphone or on any screen is not good, but that's not what you're no, saying. So no. how does a person do an inventory of themselves mm-hmm. and their activities right. to know they're either in the healthy zone or in the unhealthy yeah, zone? Yeah, I have people ask me all the time, come on, Wendy, are you telling me that this is bad? And <laughs> uh, my response is, well, how about we turn to the word and we find out what's good? And Jesus said, why do you call me good? Don't you know that only God is good? Everything else beyond that is obviously less good. But I say, instead of trying to argue about if this is good or bad, let's just put our attention for a moment on God. He says, hey, I'm good. What am I good at? I'm good at being God. Nothing else is good at being God. Right? Yeah. And I'm reminded of, of uh, let's see, it's in Isaiah where we're told the story of the man who cuts down the tree and he uses part of it to make a meal, mm-hmm. right, to warm his food over the fire and part of it to warm himself. Now, that, that was really, really good. The wood was good at being wood. But then he carved part of it to be his God. Yeah. It was really, really bad at being his God. And I think of that as Hmm. our phones. It's really good. It's really good at being a phone. It's really good at letting me stay connected with my husband throughout the day. And and we have a text exchange with my three sons and my husband and myself. It's really good at keeping us joking and connected and knowing when the teenager is going to be home for dinner. And it's good. Now, it's bad to save me. It's bad to say this is where my joy is found when God said, hey, in my presence is fullness of joy. And that's a really just... You know, it's a lighthearted example, but if we're turning to our phones throughout the day to meet our deepest needs that God says, hey, that's mine. If we're turning to those we like and it's getting in the way of the one we love, Hmm. that's a problem. It's not the phone's job. It's not social media's job. And it's not even our online friend's job to affirm us, like us, love us, invite us. But that's God's job. So God's really good at being God. The phone's really bad at being God, so Hmm. let's keep everything in its proper place. And a 40-day social media fast, and and I like to call it a phone fast or a screen fast, that can help us put it in its proper place. Is your phone on his throne is basically what I'm saying. If it is, let's take it off the throne. (laughs) Is your phone on his throne? That's good. (laughs) Then let's take it off and let's say, God, I'm so sorry. You never really left, but let me spend some time connecting with you, and I'm going to disconnect in order to do that. 
Wendy, the, the next issue with social media is being kind of distracted, right? right? Especially from God's blessings every day. And you mentioned that in the book. Uh, you had an experience. And this one for me, this is interesting. It was about butterflies. Oh, yeah. And I love this story. you were in the middle of a fast, right? Yes. What happened with the It was the my very first time doing a social media fast. And so I was intentionally leaving my phone at the charging station in my room. I was home. Right. I was homeschooling. I was doing life with my boys. And um, and it was a beautiful, sunny spring day, and they were swimming. And I was right inside the sliding glass door writing out a grocery list or something. And they start going crazy outside. Mom, Mom, come here. You've got to see this. And there was this migration of butterflies unlike anything I had ever seen. Hundreds of thousands. I mean, it, they yeah, were just, everywhere, swirling, yeah. swarming, and just all over the place. And I looked out the window, and I thought, i got to grab my phone. I mean, i got to start a Facebook Live, right? And I start going down the hall, and I thought, what am I doing? First of all, I'm fasting. Second of all, I don't want to miss out. I don't want to be so distracted grabbing the phone that I'm missing the moment. And so I went out there, and the kids are climbing out of the pool, and they're wrapping their cold arms around my waist, and we're counting out loud. And and my oldest son, he yelled, good job, God. And I looked at him because when he was really little, we, we learned what it means to praise God, is to tell God what a good job he does. So we would see the sunset, and we would yell, good job, God. And so we were having this moment eyes on each other. If I had my phone there and I was taking pictures of them and doing a Facebook Live, would I have missed the miracle? The miracle of the Creator, the miracle of the creation, but the miracle of my children praising God in the midst of that moment. I mean, how amazing Okay, now I'm is feeling that? bad because I was thinking I would have got the camera and taken a picture <laughs> well, I'm covered of in goosebumps just thinking about it. <laughs> and so often we'll see this gorgeous sunset and we'll take a picture, and then we bow our heads, but not in prayer. We bow our heads over our phones, and we start this long string of hashtags on Instagram. Hashtag, the heavens declare the glory of God. Hashtag, creator. Hashtag, God is so good. Hashtag, isn't it beautiful? And we missed it moving from purple to pink to magenta to peach to black. We miss it. We miss much when we share much. And so let's set it down and let's live the blessing with the creator, with our people. Mm. Oh, I just get so worked up. Yeah, and I so appreciate that. And we're talking today on Focus on the Family with Wendy Speak, who has written a book, The 40-Day Social Media Fast, Exchange Your Online Distractions for Real-Life Devotion. And we've got copies of that here at the ministry. Just get in touch for yours. It's focusonthefamily.ca or call 800, the letter A in the word family. This Focus on the Family broadcast will continue in just a moment. Focus on the Family Canada wants to inspire teen girls to grow in their faith with a new and improved Brio magazine. By nearly doubling the size of each magazine, teen girls will love the fresh new design, including more articles, interviews, and daily devotions focused on a growing faith in Christ. Inspire teen girls to grow in their faith. Order your subscription today at briomagazine.ca. That's briomagazine.ca. Or call 1-800-A-FAMILY. Check out Focus on the Family Canada's daily broadcast app and join millions of listeners as they tune into the daily broadcast every day with Jim Daly and John Fuller. Featuring interviews with a variety of Christian experts giving tips and advice on how to be a better spouse, parent, or follower of Christ. Take an authentic and inspirational look at the family, all from a godly perspective. 
Get the free app today at focusonthefamily.ca slash mobile or visit your Apple, Google, or Windows app store. Are you an elder or deacon in your church? Are you concerned that your pastor may be reaching a place of burnout? Focus on the Family Canada has designed a retreat for pastoral couples. Help them stay fresh and renew their excitement about their ministry in your church. Help them pause from the busyness of life so they can take time to receive from God and deepen their connection to Him. If you want to bless your pastoral couple with rest, renewal, and reconnection with God, visit carethretreats.ca. That's carethretreats.ca. Thanks for listening to Focus on the Family. Let's resume now with the balance of today's programming. Wendy, I love your idea of making grocery stores uh, your kind of your mission field. I hadn't mm-hmm. thought about that. And, it, you know, for guys, if we're not going in there much, I mean, whatever it might be, the Home the Depot, hardware the store, hardware yeah. store, yeah. But when you're out and about, the, the rule of thumb is just be aware of how God might want to use you in a relationship. Right. I love that. Describe how you do that, though, and especially, again, as an introvert, but speak to all people. But sure. that's got to be a little difficult to... Well, and the reason why this is even part of the social media fast is the whole point is we're looking up. We want to see where God's at work. We want to look up. We're fasting from social media in an effort to get social with God, but also to get social with a real life flesh and blood people in our homes, in our neighborhoods, mm-hmm. and beyond that at the grocery store, right? Get offline so you can connect with the people in line at the grocery store or wherever you are. Um, I have had so many interactions with people at the grocery store when I keep my phone in my purse. Give us an example. Um Let's see. Oh, my favorite is the time I, I went and I was having a very hard day as a mom specifically, and I had been crying in my car. And um, I went up to the meat counter to get salmon. And I, and I remember thinking, oh, my kids aren't even going to eat it. They're just going to complain. But I have to keep feeding them these things, and they're going to try new things. And anyway, it sounds like a rabbit hole, but it's backstory to the story. <laughs> anyway, the guy behind the counter obviously didn't look at me because he could see my puffy face was, you know, from tears, right? But he looked up sort of halfway and said, so how's your day going? Oh, he did say that. And I said, well, not so good, Paul. He had a, hello, my name is Paul tag. <laughs> and um, I said, but... It's just another chance to trust God more. And he started crying, and it wasn't like little cries. It was like projectile tears coming out of his eyes. And he said, that's just what I needed to hear. Do you think that our hard days are so that we learn to trust God more? And I was fully available, and I said yes, and we talked about it, and we prayed about it. There was another time that a woman was obviously – it was at the same counter – it was at the same counter. It was. This wait, is a miraculous uh, meat counter. This is yeah, Sprouts <laughs> in San Diego. Um, <laughs> this is where you interact. Yes, and um, she was ordering a side, uh, just an individual slices of turkey, uh, cooked turkey, and a side of uh, an individual serving of cranberry sauce. And it was on December twenty third. And I said to her, "Do you have plans for Christmas?" And she said, "No, I don't." I mean, it was obvious she was ordering a Christmas Eve or a Christmas dinner for one. And I said, well, would you join my family and me tomorrow? We're going to go to church right down the street there. And then we're going to go back to the house and have a nice supper. We'd love to have you join us. And this is somebody that was a complete stranger. Complete stranger. I call them grocery stories. <laughs> and, but I was available because I was not unavailable. Mm. And when your screen is a barrier between you 
and another, then it's a barrier between you and the gospel. Another time I was leaving the grocery store, I packed up my things, I went around to the side of my car to get in my car, and there was a woman in the car next to me, bent over her steering wheel, and her shoulders were shaking. She was obviously crying, an older woman, and I tapped on the window, and I asked her, can I pray for you? And she let me in her car. This was pre-COVID-19. And she let me in her car, and she shared that her husband had passed away a year before, and shopping at the grocery store is still a trigger for her. Shopping for one person Mm -hmm. is just so depressing. It makes me want to cry telling the story. But I was available. I hear stories all the time from moms saying that when they do this social media fast, their children have their attention. Mm -hmm. But it's for all of us as we move beyond the home that those out in the world, they have our attention when we're not distracted. So we're devoted to the Lord, yes. But we're devoted to the Lord's people. Let's live like that. That is really good. I love that idea of getting your eyes off your device so you can see what the Lord's placing right in your path. Well, devices are divisive. Right. Right? Mm -hmm. We say they're our vice, but they're divisive. They separate us from those who matter most. Yeah, that is so good. And in that regard, those that matter most, the most intimate relationships we have, spouse, our children, the devices can really wreak havoc in our marriages, right? Yes. And then in our parenting. Our parenting, um, yes. and, and let me put it in this context with, with your spouse. Um, Facebook and Instagram can be very specifically dangerous to our marriages. And here at Focus, I mean, we hear from so many people where their spouse has gotten into an affair and it's with their old high school sweetheart, yes. old college sweetheart, and they connected on through Facebook, Facebook or some yeah. other social media platform. Speak to that that issue of those old relationships being rekindled yeah, when they were they're not healthy. Yeah, they aren't. They rarely are. So just assume they're not going to be good for you. I think is a nice safe way to start this conversation. Just assume it's not good for you. Um for those who are married, when when my husband and I got married, he suggested that we reach out to anyone we had been in and an intimate relationship with, you know, a heart relationship, a dating relationship with, and just let them know we're going to be getting, I'm going to be getting married. I'm going to be unavailable for even friendship. Sorry if that seems rude, but it's just as a way to protect my relationship with my wife. And um, he had only dated one person, seriously. I had dated a few more, so <laughs> my call list was so a little lit- bit longer. But, and it Good was awkward. You. It was awkward. Yeah. But it was an active, protective measure. And I have, in the last decade, received, I think, two friend requests from two of those guys. And I denied them. Mm. I I blocked them beyond just denying them. And I didn't respond and say, hey, remember when I made that call 19 years ago? No, I'm not going to circle back and even... But it's just a protective measure. I don't need to see how happy their lives are. I don't need to see how tan their faces are as they go for a run along the beach. I don't need anything. I don't want to see that they're reading really great books. Gee, I wish my husband's reading great books. I bet he would talk to me about these great... You know, you see where you can go in your imagination... So I just don't do it. Because then you're trying to fill something. That's not. A need. Yes. And uh, that's a destructive decision. And we hear those stories all the time. Uh, You know, Wendy, many people turn to social media to get approval from others. I mean, Mm. I think we hear that. Um, 
we probably did that in human relationships before we had social media, right? You turn sure. to your friend group, right. but now you're out there. Now you're taking Constantly. pictures of things, whether it's things you're creating or your dress or you know, your physique, if a guy's doing it, and you hear about that all the time. And we, we become... Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't. John's posting his physique all over. Yeah, you stop yeah that, the John. shirtless pictures. <laughs> Put but, that shirt on. But you get what I'm talking about. And I think you specifically... I really wanted to capture the story because when you're a teenager with your dad, um, mm. this one really got me. I, as I was reading the book and looking at the prep early, early today... I was just feeling my heart went out to you. Describe what happened yeah. and let everybody else's this heart really go out to you. This really is a big, it's big story in my faith life, more than even social media. Um, I was out hiking with my dad and um, at a familiar place that we'd gone all the years of growing up. And he had married, gotten remarried. My parents were divorced. And you were a teenager. And at I was this a teenager time. at this time. And I had. Um, since I was about nine, just struggled to connect with my dad or feel that he was connected with me. I could see to why. To feel approved and delighted yeah. in. Let's just camp out there. Yeah. I didn't feel his delight. And um, and he had a camera, a real camera with real film around his neck. <laughs> and he was taking lots of pictures of his wife and no pictures of me. And in that moment of extreme hurt, the Holy Spirit really flooded into my heart at that age. And hmm. God communicated so clearly to me, I see you, I'm delighting in you, and when you get to your home in glory, I'm going to have it decorated with all the pictures I took of you over the years when I was so present and so delighting in you. And when we find ourselves filled up to the brim with having been the object of his delight and love, our heavenly father, not our earthly father. The mad, passionate pursuit of being loved, chosen, invited, and having people approve of our pictures, it just starts to slip away because mm. we have been delighted in. Mm. And one of the words you used was approved. You know, you are, Jim, completely 100% approved. Mm. Because of what Christ did on the cross for you, nothing else can undo God's approval of you. He approved you because of his son. Mm -hmm. And yet we turn to the approval, we desire it. And I think that it would be remiss of us not to mention that social media has been very intelligently engineered to meet our needs, our our chemical needs, our brain needs for approval. Oh yeah, dopamine. And so, yes, all those the things. dopamine releases, and so we might not want to theologically turn to the world for our approval, but chemically we have learned to be. Mm. And so I think it's good for us to remind one another: through Christ, you're approved 100, yeah. percent and it doesn't matter what well, you see online. And Wendy, I could hear that tenderness in your voice as you were describing that. I mean, that so grabbed me as a teen girl, and you're with your dad and his wife, your stepmom, mm -hmm. and he's taking pictures of her and not taking pictures of all of you. You know, the, the pain that that must have. And it was wonderful that the Lord gave you that sense, and what a great faith statement that mm -hmm. I'm your father. I'll take care of you. Right. You had something else happen to you when you were nine that you describe in the book. It's another abandonment. 
right. in my opinion. But describe what happened to it, you at it nine. Was, it was similar. I mean, these were my two stories with my dad. He, my dad is a very punctual person. So please, it, and I have a very, very healthy, good relationship with him today. We have grown a yeah. lot, and God has done just redemptive work, as he does in relationships. Um, but my dad was late to get me. Or maybe I was on the curb early. And in my imagination, doesn't the devil love to just get into there and tell us that we're not safe and mm. we're not loved? I felt in that moment that I wasn't safe and I wasn't loved. And again, the Holy Spirit just made it so, so clear that I am always, always with my Father. Yeah. And he didn't, the, the issue was he didn't show up in a timely way to, to pick you up at school, right? You're just there wondering, where is he? Yeah. Yeah. Right. But even as I look back as an adult, my dad was like never late. So it's interesting that that is such a profound memory because the devil just came in. He's like, I know, I'm going to really, really mess up your heart right now. And God was like, no, that heart, that's mine. Well, you know, what that illustrates for all of us, because I'm sure many people have a moment, however it occurred, through a father, through a mother, through an aunt, an uncle, a grandparent, I mean... When you're a child, there's something that can take place where you don't understand the circumstances. All you know is that you're wounded. Yes. Because they said something to you or didn't say something to right. you that you thought they should have said. And it, it's wonderful that the Lord gave you a heart to hear his voice, his, that small voice in your own little nine-year-old heart and then your teenage heart to hear that, hey, I've got you. Hmm. That That's amazing. And if you didn't have that experience, you wouldn't have heard Well, I also wasn't, just to circle back, I was not distracted by my phone. Kids today waiting for (laughs) dad probably wouldn't notice he was late because they're scrolling through their reels on Instagram, even the nine-year-olds. So he had my full attention. Well, and I again, I just think that's such a beautiful place to land, you know, that uh, God's with you. Do your best to try to fast from social media. Make sure it's not king of your life because there's someone else who wants to be lord and king of your life right but we do struggle to hear his voice and why is that i think it's because not only the the beeping and the buzzing and the pinging and the ringing and the (laughs) you know all of it on our phones with our notifications but we're always streaming podcasts and this is a good one (laughs) but we're always reading we're reading something we're we're scrolling and we're scrolling and we're scrolling I, i think we scroll so much we stop strolling and I think the Lord says, I want to walk with you and talk with you yeah. and tell you, you're my own. Yeah. And so are we too distracted with all the voices that we can't hear his voice anymore? Well, right. And that is a very good question. And if you're in that spot, if that's you, uh, man, get a copy of the 40-day social media fast that Wendy has written. It's a great manual to begin to reprioritize where you're at and to help you in your relationship with your spouse, with your kids, maybe so you can model better for your own children who might be driving you crazy Mm -hmm. uh, as to what you should do with your own habits so they can see something healthy and better. And uh, get started. Get the book. But the point is uh, make your relationship with Christ the healthiest it can be. And the rest will fall into place. That's what we believe. And, Wendy, so good to have you back with us. Thank you. Thank you. I always love my conversations with you and the listeners. Well, it's so so fun. Thank you for being here. And we do hope you'll follow up by getting a copy of Wendy's book, The 40-Day Social Media Fast. Exchange your online distractions for real-life devotion. And please 
Order that directly from Focus on the Family Canada. When you do, a portion of your purchase proceeds go right back into helping hurting families and uh, bringing the gospel to people. Uh, So our number is 800, the letter A in the word family, or online. You can order that book and make a generous donation, if you would, please, at focusonthefamily.ca. Well, coming up next time, you'll hear how God uses your love language to connect with you on a personal level. And when Christ died on the cross, he was paying for all of our sins and failures so God could forgive us and still be a just and holy God. So that was the greatest act of service is what he did for us on the cross. On behalf of Jim Daly and the entire team, thanks for joining us today for Focus on the Family. I'm John Fuller inviting you back as we once again help you and your family thrive in Christ.